of Scotland to the spiritual splendor that is Augusta. Grab a seat, grab a glass, and punch your ticket to the power train. And we're back, boys. PGA Championship Preview. This is episode 16. What do you guys think about when you hear PGA? All the glory for the last major championship. The glory of the last major for the glory. My God. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I think of. There's no room. There's no room for amateurs in this game. <laughs> oh wow! How about also? These guys are good. Yeah, this is major. Yeah, they're all. They're all. It's all gold. How about the major? Nobody cares about. Oh, that was a bit much. But <laughs> oh well, they're moving it to May. You know, not irrelevant. Yeah, uh, guys. Before we jump in, we got a fun episode. This is the last major of the year, so you know we're doing a lot of fun segments. We're gonna do like maybe five or six segments. A lot of interactive role play. Uh, you know we need some booze for that though. So the car grills here. What are you guys drinking? Sarm. Go ahead. Go. Oh, okay. Um, I'm drinking a little Boulevard wheat, Kansas City's finest wheat oh. mm. I like that yeah. Midwest strong. Yeah, mm. Midwest fun. Thanks. You know, you know, my brother Lee is a big fan of Boulevard wheat. A little shout out. A little shout out to Lee. What's up, Lee? <laughs> hey, Lee. Scott, what you got? Uh, I'm going with a Negroni. Keeping it light, keeping it, keeping a little citrusy, a splash of red. Um, you know, it's hot. It's hotter than shit. So I figured let's let's keep it classy. Guys living in Southern Cal, trying to stay, trying to stay cool. I feel like I'm doing the opposite. I got a little red wine. I got a little cab today. Okay, last major feels a little ceremonious, and uh, I I'm, I'm sipping on it. I'm feeling good. Oh, you sure it's not the twenty year rosé? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big rosé guy. All right, guys, this is uh, you know, one of our our listeners' favorite segments. Let's just jump right in. You know what we like to do before a major? We sit down as a player sports psychologist. We invite the player into our office, and we pump them up to help them win a major championship. So, Serm, actually, you know what? Before we begin, let's play Jason Sobel speech to Jordan Spieth. We had him on episode 15. He had a great pump-up speech to Spieth that I think is relevant. Let's listen to that. <laughs> psychologist for Jordan Spieth uh, only because of, and I think some people think well that's too easy too the guy what are you going to do say hey keep winning but <laughs> I think there's more to it than that I think Jordan Spieth right now has kind of evolved from almost golf superstar to mainstream superstar uh, I think that he's gotten into the space he, he's become just in the last few months very good friends with Michael Phelps uh, there's that picture oh, from yeah. Uh, Cabo, I believe, that he put on Instagram with Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan, and Russell Wilson, and a few other big-time athletes. And I really do think he's transformed just in the last few months from sort of being this golf superstar, maybe somewhere like a notch below Rory and a notch above Dustin Johnson, just kind of on the Q rating level, to now skyrocketing past those guys and being that big. So I think that if I'm Jordan Spieth's sports psychologist, I tell him, look, you're still just a, a normal kid from Dallas, Texas. Uh, you're still grounded. You've got a great family. They're your support system. All these guys coming in and out of your life right now who are really fun to hang out with and really fun to talk to, they're your friends, and that's great. But remember where you came from. Remember your roots. Remember the people that helped get you to this point because those are the most important people who you can rely on going forward because you will have tough times. It's not always going to be major championship wins, as you know. So uh, I, I think that if I was 
coaching up Jordan Spieth a little bit, I would remind him of those things right now. Love it. And is there anything specific you would tell him leading into his first bid for the career Grand Slam? Have fun. Uh, look, we saw when, when Jordan Spieth got behind, it was, it was very strange. And, and he, he admitted it afterwards, but you could almost see it on his face. On Sunday afternoon, he was playing very tight. Started out playing tight when he had the lead and continued playing tight through the turn. And all of a sudden, he lost the lead on 13, which of course was a miraculous bogey, but he still did lose the lead there. And all of a sudden, he started smiling. He almost <laughs> looked like he started having fun once he was down. And that's when he played his best golf. And he admitted afterwards that he became less nervous after he lost the lead. Now, I don't know what that says about him. I don't know what that says about how he was able to come back and, and win the tournament. But if I was advising him right now, I'd say, look, when you were smiling and having fun, you played your best golf. I know that's easier said than done, but just go out there and smile. In fact, I've written this over the years about Tiger Woods that when Tiger smiled and, you know, granted he's – He's not right now. Who knows if he's going to play in the future? But uh, back in the day, I mean, we're talking in the 09, 10, 11, 12 years, and some of those were really bad. Some of those were really good, as some people forget. But when Tiger smiled and went out and had fun, he played his best golf. And I think that's the case for most players out there. So I, I would definitely say that for Jordan Spieth, too. Wow. I mean, it was well said. Well said, Sobel. You know, telling the guy, telling the kid to just have fun. You know, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to do it. Sobel, hey. Sobel on the part train. That was kind of fun last week. Yeah. Sobel had a lot of great insights. Matt, do you want to start off, uh, sports psychologist? Who are you inviting into your office? Well, Ev, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something a little different this week. Um, I'm looking for more clients. Um, uh, my appointments bookings have been down, so I'm bringing two gentlemen in. Uh, I'm talking about two past PGA champions, Rich Beam and Y.E. Yang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gentlemen, step into my office. Let's talk about how you slayed Tiger Woods in your respective days. 2000, oh. Rich, I'm going to start with you. In 2002, you were selling cell phones just previous to the tournament at I think it was out of the back of your trunk or you were part-time and <laughs> hashtag research. No, that's no, that was, that was prevalent then. And, and rich, you know, you, you hit a five wood. That was one for the ages. I think it was on the 16th hole there. What was that at Hazeltine? Sure. You Hazel come team? back. <laughs> no, rich, you come back, you beat tiger. I mean, actually you held off tiger. Tiger was going for his third major that year. It was one of the craziest things ever. You make that final putt and you do a little jig, a little Irish jig on the 18th hole. But you know, Rich, you've been a real disappointment since. Okay? Last year you played in the PGA, and there's <laughs> there's a story out there about you maxing out your credit card the week before with trying to get some PX PXG irons. And, <laughs> and you were and you were begging that they would give them to you. You would do anything. Well, what will do any your quote was, I'll do anything for you. Well, what could you do for them? <laughs> Rich, you've been you've been a commentator with Sky Sports. Your game's gone, but you're lucky to play in this thing. You've won this thing, Rich. Go out and break 85 this week, Rich. Okay, um, and, and we'll be very proud of you. Okay, don't take it for granted. Okay, because you're a PGA champ. <sighs> Rich, get out of here. Let's bring in Y.E. Yang. 
Y E. Oh my also, God, he's doing he's all, doing two. Also, Jesus nick- Christ! Nicknamed the Tiger Killer. <laughs> y E. You beat Tiger back in two thousand nine. Pre scandal. I mean, this was you set the tone for Tiger's demise. I mean, everything that happened after that was the worst thing ever. Y E. You've been playing a little bit. You, you did okay at the Barbasol. You made the cut. Go out and have some fun and don't embarrass yourself like Rich is going to. Um, you guys are both past champs. Just, just really cherish this moment, and but don't, but don't do what Rich is going to do because he's going to really suck out there. Ye, you're a good man. You're humble. Um, I want you guys to just play great this week and just think about those great times when you beat Tiger. You guys are dismissed. Yeah. So, Thermax uh, has has a great track record. You know, talking Trevor Immelman, I think previously a few weeks back. Now he's going yeah. Rich Beam, Ye Yang. Yeah, something the listeners really want to hear. I think that's uh, I think that's great. I thought this was very important. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> hey, Strat, I think you're up. I am, yes. Yeah, so take us home. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, and it's an old client. You guys might remember him. Oh, pa- Patrick Reed, why don't you step into my office, my friend? <laughs> wow. Why don't you, take a, don't you <laughs> go ahead and take a seat, you tubby fuck. All right, listen, last time I tried the aggressive, insulting avenue of getting you motivated, that didn't seem to work, although you showed some flashes. So now I'm going to mix in a little bit of incentive for you to try to show up. If you decide to bring your A game to Quail Hollow, I personally will feed your fat ass until you burst and you can't eat anymore. Not only that, we're not stopping there. I will personally give you the number of my pants guy and hook you up with some plaid-assed checkered pants because I know you like those pocket flashes. He's got all the flair he needs on the pocket. So I'm giving you, let's let's recount that, uh, all-you-can-eat Golden Corral buffet, okay? The good stuff. We're going to upgrade you to VIP. I'm giving you wow. one free pair of pants with all the flair that you can dream of, and I won't slap you in the fucking mouth if you decide to show up okay seems like a pretty good deal to me all right now go ahead hop up get the fuck out of my office you're fired patrick reed for another visit well that was that was tough to hear i mean i think he needs to hear it i'm pretty sure they say to tailor your advice and and your motivation to the person and apparently strat thinks that patrick needs a little tough love it's fair Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay. Well, speaking of repeat clients, I've done this, I feel like, twice before. Wow. It's getting – wow. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fowler, I'm going to need you to sit your ass in my chair. Lock the door, please. Thank you. Ricky, I'm going to need you to stop hanging out with Justin Thomas, okay? <laughs> Enough's enough. Okay? The guy talks about Alabama – he plays rap music and he does a dab, and I don't think that he's in it for the majors. I, I think you need to hang out with Jordan more. Okay, you do the spring break trip, but let's learn something from your boy Jordan, shall we? He yells at his caddy, "Go get that!" I mean, there's a level of ownership and fierceness that Jordan has. And guess what, Ricky? You're in a comfortable spot. Guess where you won your first, yeah, I know you know. Your first tour victory was at Wells Fargo in 2012 at Quail Hollow, where you are this week. And guess who you beat? You beat Rory. And I'm pretty sure that Rory just came out with a a video or a quote today 
or no, the, his old press conference was released today that says, I didn't have the guts to hit the shot Ricky did. And you beat him. And guess what Rory is this week? He's the favorite. So, Ricky, I want you, similar to your girlfriend, to pole vault the competition this week. And a reminder, great men are not born great. They grow great. Wow. And always just be a first rate of yourself, okay? Not a second rate version of someone else. Just go be you. If you want to wear all orange again and look like an idiot on Sunday, if that makes you feel good, go do it. <laughs> but stop blowing it on Sunday. You've had two majors in your grasp this year. Can you just go into the Masters in 2018 with a major under your belt? Ricky, get out of my office and just go do it. Okay. Wow. All righty. All right. right. Try, trying out trying out a few of those uh, self-help lines for the book that you're writing. I like it. Yeah, you know, I got those things in, in the drawer just okay. in case. Okay. Wow, that's okay. I think you so, need. I think. I think you needed it, though, Ev. I really do. He's got to get. He's got to win one. So, just for the listeners out there, Sobel pumped up Spieth. You can thank him if Spieth gets a Grand Slam. Matt pumped up Rich Beam and Y Yang. If they make a run, you can you can tweet at Matt Serms. Uh, Strat did Patrick Reed, and I got Ricky. So you know you can thank us later if they're up there on Sunday. Yeah. Well, yeah. But speaking of what I talked about. Serm with uh, what Jordan said to his caddy. It sounded like you wanted to really. You're loving what's going on with this caddy talks lately. Am I right? I mean, this caddy talk is fun. I mean, who did not tune into the WGC this past weekend and listen to Speed go nuts in the first round? I mean, he's in the trees. He's got a. <laughs> he's got no shot. He's got no shot. He's got, a, he's got a short iron in his hand. The crowd's around him, and what does he say? I mean, as they mic him up, I'm going to do something stupid here. And, I mean, it's just, it's just great dialogue going back and forth. And then I think he tells his caddy, uh, yeah, just put the bag over there and watch. Pulls out a wedge or whatever he did, puts it through the trees, 15 feet. It's just unbelievable. This back and forth. And then Charlie Hoffman, final round. This guy's been a machine, obviously, these past couple of weeks. He's there every week. Every week. I think he was on, I think he was on 16. Was it he was three shots back, whatever, and he and he does he go for it? Does he lay up? His caddy's telling him to lay up and he goes, I'm tired of finishing second. I'm three shots back. I'm playing to win. <laughs> I mean, how great is that? Gets up, he rips it, actually puts it over the green. He didn't make birdie. But I'm loving it, Ev, and I think I think we need to I think we need to play these for the listeners. You know, I mean this is inspiration. <laughs> Norm, I know you're a big NFL films guy. You like when things are mic'd up, and I just I love the enthusiasm. I love it. I just, I just think the the player caddy relationship is there's a lot to it, and with all the cameras and the microphones everywhere, we're finally getting a really good look in, you know, for these tournaments, you know, and uh, I I can't get enough of it actually. I can't get enough of it because you know it's great. It's important to have a, that that caddy relationship is big because as we can see right now, some of our Big name players are firing their caddies, you know, and that's <laughs> and we can talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> that, that you know what that kind of reminds me of a guy named Rory. It's almost a perfect segue because you know JP old caddy now in the bag is boy. This is a new one. This is called domino effect. So this is what sequence of events we need to happen for the favorite. Everybody's talking about the guy Rory McIlroy. To miss the cut at the place where he's won twice. Guys, what would need to happen? 
domino effect. Let's do it. All right. Well, if we're going to do this sequence of events, it's going to start like this. Rory finds out that the baby he signed his autograph on at the WGC this past weekend, well, he finds out that baby now has chicken pox. Okay? Whoops. I mean, Whoops. I mean you man, walk into the first tee Thursday morning, you get, you get that text message. You know, that's terrible. I think that you actually might have been today. Well, it's going to be a hard pull to the left on one. Okay? Wow. So yeah. signed autograph on a baby, got chicken pox. Then maxed out on the gym, taking Advil. That's the yeah. first two dominoes. Okay. All right. That yeah, third. <laughs> I'm done. Just go scrap. <laughs> All right. So he's he, he about halfway through the second round, he finds out that uh, Zane is back and One Direction's getting back together for a reunion tour. Drops everything he's doing, just takes the fuck off. He doesn't even want to keep playing on Saturday and Sunday because he's flying first class to the first show. I also think that Rory is going to watch Jason Day's press conference, might get a spell of vertigo just by watching Jason Day. Talk. Oh, a little, sh- little health shot at Day there. Yeah, no, something will happen with Jason Day. <laughs> Don't worry. You can uh, you can bet your balls to a bandsaw he's going to come up with some weird thing. He might get a case of uh, Lyme disease. Maybe, oh. uh, I don't know. Wife gets sick? Yeah, good. Wife, she, yeah, wife she, is a little sick. She might stub her toe, and he's got to drop everything. Who knows? Jimmy Jimmy Walker is such a complainer. Jen, Jimmy Walker. His wife is another vocal one on the social media. I wonder if she's got anything to say about that. Well, you know, Brandle and uh, oh, Stratum, sorry, bringing them up. You know, Brandle and Rory have gone at it over uh, over Twitter. I think Serm wanted to say something about Brandle. Is that right? Well, I mean, I, mean, I think we got to talk about Brandle. I mean, this guy is this guy is key to the coverage all week at the PGA. Um, yeah, him and Rory have gotten at it a few times, but you know, I mean, Brandel's Brandel's been out there. Okay, he knows what it takes. You know, Rory should listen to him. I mean, <laughs> Stratton, you think Rory, you think Brandel's going to just keep wearing vests in the sweltering heat? I mean, it's supposed to rain. The humidity is going to be insane. Well, what do you if think? you remember, if you remember, Brandel definitely doesn't call him vests. He calls him waistcoats because he's a he's a proper little fancy boy. Um, and the chances of him wearing waistcoats all week are strong to quite strong, regardless of humidity, regardless of heat. The only real thing, and maybe it's one of those things. You guys remember that old uh, story about the woman with the neckerchief that she always wore, and then she takes it off and her head falls off. Maybe if Brandel takes his waistcoat off, his his hair looks like shit. I don't know. Well, oh, that's actually interesting. Who I mean, who follows Brandel's? There's a Twitter handle called Brandel's Hair. Oh, um, I I don't <laughs> shockingly. What we need to do, is, yeah, and Brandel loves this Twitter account. Um, Brandel apparently has a few fans. Um, we need to start retweeting Brandel's hair, the tweets, and just get Brandel in and see if he can tweet at us over the weekend. What do you guys think? Hey, I'm down. I'm always down. All right. I'm, I'm honored to introduce this next segment. Uh, we've, we haven't done this before. Uh, this is called Player Interviews. So uh, the other day when I was watching Hideki Matsuyama, I was absolutely astounded that someone who has been playing professional golf for seven, eight years now, I remember going St. Andrews 2010, he had about 80 photographers following around. That was seven years ago. Uh, guy didn't really learn English. It like blows my mind. But I heard he's been really working at it. 
And for our first player interview on the par train, we have Hideki Matsuyama with no translator. So oh, big moment, yeah. big moment. Oh, so uh, Hideki, Hideki, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Oh wow, your your English has really gotten good. Yeah, so, work very hard. Sure. So, uh, hey, hey, Matt, I know you're a big Hideki fan. You want to lead it off? I want to give you the honors. Yes, um, yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Matsuyama, um, you played very, very well um, last week at the WGC. Um, you shot 61 in the final round, and you said you didn't really have your A game. Could you talk about that? Did that have to? Did that involve your morning breakfast, um, or what happened? Yeah, 61, very, very, very good score. Not a great score, but a very good score. Putting uh, not so good. Putting need to get better. Uh, want to shoot 59, 58, but most of the time, swing not there. Go to find a swing. So, yes, thank you. Goodbye, thank you. Yes, hello. Hi, yes. <laughs> wow, that, that was well. Exactly. That, that's, that's impressive. Uh, I have a follow-up question to that. Um, I believe Dottie Pepper, you know, friend of the friend of the program, uh, I think compared your, you know, I'm sure you've heard your antics of, you know, you hit a great shot to ten feet, but you got one hand on off the club. I believe she called it Hideki has an only one hand on the wheel again. Uh, can you talk us through how that happens? How does it happen where? Your your body language indicates a poor shot, yet it's above average compared to most other standards on tour. Can can you walk us through how that works? Yes, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, hi. Uh, perfect score for Hideki Matsuyama is uh, 18. Okay, so every time not a score at 18, very upset, not a happy guy. Also, very important to remember Hideki is not so good with putter. So, hi. Uh, put a shot to 10 feet, 8 feet, very good. But I want a shot to 2 feet, 1 feet in the hole if possible. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, I, he, 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 he's figured it out. Um, I just have one last question. Would you, uh, Hideki, would you like to comment on uh, the North Korea and Mr. Trump? at this point, or would you um, rather talk about the Karate Kid remake that is uh, hitting Netflix quite soon? Feel free to... You do a very great dishonor to me to assume I watch Karate Kid. I don't uh, like this very much. You are not a good person. I talk to the other guy now. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. Oh, I'm very very sorry, Hideki. (laughs) Wow. Okay, never again. Never uh, again. You know, we invite... Top three player in the world, and Matt offends him. Uh, Hideki, I'll, I'll get you out here. I fucked up. On this, um, do you expect yourself to win this weekend? Have your first major. Yes, uh, always looking for major win. Uh, forget that PGA is a major, so it's better to know that it's a major, so I can show up and look <laughs> good. One worry I have. Very wet. So wet sometimes at this course. Need to make sure. Put sticky stuff on the grip so it can hang on to the club. 
So yes, we go for a win. Shoot, score, final round, 21. Thank you. I heard it here. First. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Tiyama. Calling a 21. Heard it here first. Calling his own win. Uh, Hideki, thank you so much for coming on. I know you got to get back to prep and get some sleep. So um, good luck this week, and thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you. Wow. I, I tell you what, Ev, that guy is very cocky. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I actually know that, you know, since learning English, that he had that type of confidence, but it makes sense. Yeah, I just, like, you know. I, was, I was so nervous. I didn't have a chance to ask a single question. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna ask where the hell is Strata with all this. I yeah, just was, I I was nervous. I I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do yeah. it. Strata, I thought you spilled your spilled your Negroni back there. We didn't. I, I I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I tried to have a little fun with him with a few questions, and he just shut me down. So yeah, you know the Korean thing with Japanese people, it's a touchy subject. You know, you might have struck yeah. a nerve. It's like Dutch, the Dutch, the Swedes. You can't screw them up, and you do. You get you pay the price. He thinks he's gonna shoot. Tw- he thinks he's gonna shoot twenty-one this week. Guy's nuts. I mean, that would explain the the disgust after every shot. If it's not going in the hole, he's pissed. I mean, at least now we know why. Right. He reacts that way because yeah, he's, he's trying to shoot an eighteen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bold strategy. God, this shot works out for him. The way he drives the golf ball is unbelievable. Eighteenth hole, the WGC flies at three twenty-four, hits at three fifty-five. Puts any it to time, six any, feet, makes birdie. Any, it's nuts. Anytime your pro tracer looks like just a single line, you're doing yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's it's like a fall off cut. Hey, say it. I have power cuts and zero fucks. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Matt, why don't you go to? I believe you you wanted to talk a little bit for right for left. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun new segment. Okay, you know, Glory's last shot PGA Championship. We're talking about what we want to see this week. We got Brooke got picks coming up. We got. We got a lot of fun. We got a fun weekend ahead. We love major weeks. But what's the worst saying in golf when you're as a player? Four right, maybe four left as a lefty, but we'll go with four right. Heard Tiger scream that a lot. Four right. You know, what do we not want to see this week at the PGA? I think there's a couple a couple big things we don't want to see. And I'll tell you what headline I don't want to see. For Sunday, for the final pairing, I don't want to see an Ian Poulter, Bubba Watson final pairing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want to see it, guys. Who I want does? to see speed. I want to see speed. I want to see Day, Rory, all the guys. Maybe Phil. I mean, if if they're if they're playing in the if they're playing in the final pairing, I'm not watching. No, I'm turning yeah. it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go play my local Muni. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that goes without saying. So that's basically that's a four right. But <laughs> you know, but Ev, let me give you let me, put, let me give you something, Ev. What if Ricky has a five shot lead on the back nine and loses on Sunday? Post round presser says he's never going to wear the Sunday orange again. I mean, you don't want to see that, right? I mean, I don't want to see him. Uh... I mean, what would you do? I wouldn't happen? mind him getting rid of the orange, to be honest. And if that's what it takes to get rid of it, I'm cool with it. I mean, here's the thing, sir. Okay? The best players in the history of the game always blame something other than themselves when something goes wrong. You know, Jack and Tiger would say my ball kind of hit that uh, that little pitch mark, uh, the ball mark. It was the greens fault. It was the elements, et cetera. If Ricky loses another major and blames it on his uh, on his orange outfit – 
then it's a sign that sign of his greatness. Okay, I'm cool with it. Well, that's not what I was. Wow, well, that was not really what I was looking for. Mm, interesting. So, Strat, when you block it hard right, do you scream for right? Like, like just scream it. I don't typically uh, call out the direction, but I will give a, a real loud four just because I've been on the receiving end of some errant shots and there's nothing worse. What would disappoint you more? What do you not want to see? Patrick Reed, you know, blow it or not even show up, you know, or Jim Nance take over the coverage and just talk about Nick Feldo's Masters wins. <laughs> like what would, what, do, what would really just be worse? Oh, Jesus. Um, maybe worse than all those is if all of a sudden they let us know that uh, fucking Brandel Shambly is the new on-course correspondent and we've got to listen to his bullshit <laughs> for the entirety of the final round. That that might just put me over the edge. Can you imagine if he's out on the course with a vest? Yeah, oh, it, there would be. It would be a tactical vest, a tactical waistcoat, excuse me. Four right. Yeah, I four, mean, four fucking yeah. right. Yeah, that's four right. Yeah, you would be screaming for right at your family. I would, yeah. My my son would be crying. My wife would be terrified. Let's move into like <laughs> what we do want to see. Why don't we pivot? All right, we're on the back nine. Okay, it's a new it's a new round. Why don't we go into our picks for the tourney? Um, sure. We're gonna go with we're gonna go with five plus a sleeper as we normally Evan's do. Gonna ha- Evan's gonna have like ten picks. Yeah, Evan's gonna have thirteen picks. Sergio's gonna be one of them. We already know this, so go sure. ahead, go ahead. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, why don't you kick it off? <laughs> All right, I've been going back and forth with Spieth. I want to pick him. I kind of have to pick him, but, you know, it's wet conditions, long course. You think, you know, you think the Bombers are going to take over. But I'm going to go with Spieth, Rory, Ricky, Berger, and Hoffman. Chucky. Yeah, Hoffman's been too hot. I think he's going to keep it going. I think those five guys, you know, you always try and – want to try and make your team diverse. You don't want to have the top five guys in there. You want to make it seem like what you think that top five leaderboard is actually going to look like. So I think that's pretty good split. And then my sleeper is going to be J.B. Holmes. Okay. Oh, big big hitter. Good yeah. yeah. Big hitter. Good finish at U.S. Open. He's won at Quill Hollow before. So, yeah. I'm in on, okay. I'm in on J.B. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, I think guys, I think Jason Day is going to play well this week. I think he might. I, I think he really might compete. He's a past champ. He's just he's kind of flown off. I don't want to say under the radar. He's just kind of flown out of contention, and that's part of his not so great play. Played a little better this past week at the WGC. There's really no expectations for him. There's expectations for Spieth, Rory, DJ, Ricky. I, I think he plays well. I think I think his game's there. Um, Couple guys I like too. I like Cabrera Bello. I like Thomas Peters. I like high ball hitters this week. Wow. Uh, assuming and if they're going to get the rain like the weather's calling for it, I mean, it's going to play long. Um, so, yeah, Day, Cabrera Bello, Peters, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just playing too good. I mean, as long as he's not playing for second, you know what I mean? How good, how good was that clip? Um, sleeper, wait for it, Davis Love. Jesus. Oh, my okay. God. He's a North Carolina kid. The guy can still win in the PGA Tour. That's been proven. And he's won this thing. Davis makes the cut. Top 25. Before, not to pull an Evan here. A couple guys to watch out for. Some actual PGA professionals. 
because this is the tournament of professionals. There's no room for amateurs in this game. Sure. Jamie, Jamie Bros, the head coach of Toledo Men's Golf. My brothers, Mike and Pat, both played for Toledo. Little shout out there. Hey, Mike, hey, Pat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mike Small, head coach of University of Illinois, played in the PSPGA Championship many times. Your local head golf professionals, college coaches. Watch out for them, guys. They could make the cut, too. Wow. So besides PGA pros, uh, Matt's putting guys on his team that he's locking in for a top 25. Going for that top 25 with uh, with Davis Love. It's a numbers you game. And I'm a numbers you guy. Heard, you heard it here first. All right, Strat. What do you got? All right. I'm going to go with DJ, uh, mostly because I watched him uh, hit a golf ball into the forest at the end of the driving range today. Um I think that wow. I don't know. There's no pressure on him, you know. He the 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 baby glow is worn off. I think he's just back to being dumb lights yeah. out DJ that we know and love. Strat, we got to cut you off here. I mean, Sobel's spreading rumors on the par train about no stairs in the house at the Masters. Come on. Oh, I heard about that and I'm not surprised. <laughs> Talk about unsolved. I could, this is, I could, I, I actually, here, breaking news, this just in, I just, uh, my sources can confirm <laughs> what ended up happening. He was doing a risky business slide, no underpants on, dress shirt, no underpants, into a cocaine buffet, tripped, fell, hurt his back. Oh my God. You heard it here first. Moving on. Uh, I got to go with, with Spieth, uh, again. I, it just, it feels like, uh, you'd be foolish to leave him out. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, one of my favorite players, mostly because I just love to say his name, Thomas Peters. I think Thomas Peters has a pretty good shot. Thomas Peters kind of threw it away. Thomas Peters kind of threw it away in that final round, but I think Thomas Peters is going to come back stronger. That was tough to watch last Sunday, but he's coming back. I like that. And then, uh, I've got our, uh, our exclusive interview subject, Hideki Matsuyama. I think he's going to. He's going to do something. I think he's going to shoot a 22, maybe not a 21 like he told us, but maybe a 22. And then okay. this is this is not going to be my sleeper, but this might come out of nowhere for you guys. I think Xander Shoffley's got a chance to do something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Xander. You, you yeah. want to talk about that? I don't know. I think he's just, uh, you know, he's... <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> in addition to having a, a name that sounds like a supervillain from a James Bond film, I think that he's just going to show up comfortable, and I think he might slip under the radar. and put. I mean, he's, he's showed up for some, some big tournaments and seemed to have the poise that's necessary to do well. And then, uh, of course, for my, for my official sleeper, you'd be foolish to leave this guy out, given the history that he has with the tournament, but John Daly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm never going to not pick that guy for a PGA or a or British. A Brit- or a British, yeah. yeah I, mean. <laughs> I mean, you saw his pants. And Actually, he was wearing the shorts today. Oh, if it starts, if, oh, okay. Sorry. To- <laughs> You know how we feel. You know how we wait, feel about the shorts, Ash. Wait, is, is there something <laughs> you want to say, Strat? Okay, I've never seen a group of professionals look like like fucking schoolyard bitches than all these guys prancing around in shorts. They look like members of the Sea Org from fucking Hell Scientology. Yeah. Hell okay, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it's a terrible look. Nobody's got the legs for it. I didn't want to know that Phil Mickelson has muscular calves. I was I oh, yeah. ignorance was bliss in that regard. Sure. These guys, they need to keep the goddamn pants on. It's not a good look for anybody. Nobody's. I mean. 
The only thing that would have saved it is if Chucky Hoffman showed up in a flap rim uh, trucker Titleist cap with like some stance socks pulled up just below the knees because that mm-hmm. feels on brand. But other yeah. than that, it's a terrible look and it's got to go. Got to go. Yeah, for the listeners, I mean, Strat, you're purely a pants guy. I'm right? a pants guy. I'm a pants guy. He's a pants guy. So he wasn't real thrilled. The funny thing is, I wonder if Phil pulled the Johnny Drama move from that Entourage episode where kind of smudges up the mirror. You know, puts his hand in the mirror, does a few calf raises every time he can. Mm-hmm. Seems like Phil was, um, you know, kind of calf guy. Well, you know, with that, uh, what is it, rheumatoid arthritis? Which one does he have? Maybe that's maybe the side effect from one of the drugs in addition to uh, violent diarrhea and bone to dust oh. disease is uh, strong calves. Who knows? Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Ev. I don't, I don't love it either. I mean, I get why they're doing it. For those of you don't, listeners out there, the PGA Tour professionals can now wear shorts in practice rounds. Never was the case. As a guy who grew up playing competitively, it was like the pros were long pants. And you wanted to play in pro tournaments. And it was the exclusive club. And now they just look like a bunch of guys that just want You know, what's next? They can drink beer when they play? You know, Jesus. I don't know. Well, they're bringing out range finders. Pretty soon they're going to be having carts. They're going to be getting hit by carts, uh, as is the case on the social media with the kids and the social media. But I think what, what also... Is, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the length? What, 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 can they do five-inch shorts? Or straight out of you reading up on that? Or what's no, the, nobody wants to see how that. Sh- how, sh- how short can Jason Duffner go? Duff? Duff could go coach coaches' shorts. You know, the bike, remember the company bike, the real, real short ones where you weren't quite sure if your gym teacher's nut was going to fall out or not when he sat down. Bicycle shorts. Is that what you're trying to say? Not bicycle shorts. The company was called bike. They were coaches shorts, you know, fucking coach. He's got the aviator glasses. He's got his clipboard and he's got his short shorts. Yeah, well, yeah, I like can, coach I yeah exactly. I think they come with a jock strap. Strat knows all and those whistle. 80s gym brands. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I mean, the guy guy's got a lot of experience in that arena. So, Ev, Ev, what do you think of the shorts? Wrap it up for us here, buddy. Guys, uh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on the shorts. You know, I'm all for comfort. I love the players feeling uh, feeling free on practice rounds, but it just looks weird. I can't even look at it. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's Phil's calves. Also- I don't know. Can't do it. Like, are we not living in an age where technical fabrics exist and essentially like shorts and pants are the same thing? Like, have these guys breathability. not breathability, breathability, sweat wicking properties? I mean, uh, you know, Lululemon makes a fantastic pant. Nike makes oh. a fantastic pant. Like, these are these are things that we know. Uh, little plug there. Okay, I like I just, that product placement. I like that. I I just don't think a guy like Colin Montgomery should be wearing shorts out there. Oh God! Why would you even say that? I'm not going to sleep tonight, boys. I'm sure the text thread will be popping this weekend for the last major, and uh, yeah, that's all, folks. Hit it, I just hit it long. Wins oh God! <laughs> Bye. And just as the sun rises and sets in Scotland, so too have we come to the end of another par train. Be sure to follow us at the par train on Instagram and Twitter, and of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. And may your glasses always stay full and your ball always end up in the bottom of the cup.